Horse Elevator podcast is brought to you by Claire and Haley. Hi, I'm one of them. Two sisters with a zest for life, an overflowing curiosity to understand ourselves more and a never-ending passion to learn and engage with other fellow humans. Our landscape for learning is endless and we are excited that you're joining us on this virtual voice journey. You might also be wondering, where's Haley on all of these intros? Well, not long now. She'll be making a date with me to get her two cents of soundbite recordings in. Until then, you're stuck with me plugging the show solo. Thanks for listening to the Glass Elevator podcast. We really appreciate support. And don't forget to follow, share and subscribe. It really helps. In this episode, Haley and I discuss attachment issues and how they can be linked to significant actions to your lives, past and present. I don't think I know one person that hasn't displayed at least one or even a combination of attachment fears. Here we talk frank and openly about how to see and feel this within yourself and also how to spot it within others. We chit chat along. And we also let you in on our own and how we manage them. Plus, there's a thought of the week for you to think about in your own time. If you have any suggestions or questions, you can email us at theglasselevator at protonmail.com. Enjoy. How are you doing? I'm all right. It has, it's been, it's been okay. I've actually, um... I have had a couple of weeks break from my fitness, not fitness, actually not a break, not break, not break. I've actually just relaxed a little bit with it and maintained under sort of calorie concentration and focus. Um, And then I sort of came off at the weekend. I know too much information, but, and then I'm realizing that I'm trying to note down all the different parts of my cycle which where I feel certain things and where my body can do certain things better than others and whether I am feeling something because of my cycle or am I more conscious of something so I'm just taking my data down on that so really interesting stuff Hayley. That Well actually you say that but <laughs> when I do because I do my exercise every day six days a week yeah you know, it's not as intense or hours or it's like 15 minutes half hour but I have noticed that when I'm either coming into cycle, when I'm exercising, it feels like everything is 10 times heavier. Yeah. Like, like, I, enough, like, yeah. I thought, oh, I could do these exercises last week. And now I feel like I'm really struggling. And I've had to mm. kind of go, actually, I think it's because of that. So I've tried to be a little bit kinder on myself because sometimes I'd be a bit like, oh, come on. Why are you failing at this? Hurry up! You know. Yeah, I, th- I think historically as well. I think that I've always, I've always thought just I'm worse on my period, like with training and stuff like that. But actually, um, and also cr- like wanting chocolate and sweet things. But actually, it's I think the just the few days before I'm on on fire with my training. I'm bouncing around and loving it. Then um, I have my period, and then I'm a bit more. Um, sluggish as you say heavy you just feel a bit heavy and things just feel like more wobbly and and then it's not actually at that time that I crave the fatty foods it's all the the sweets and then I think I get past it and then after my just just after my period my body then goes go and have a bar of chocolate just eat it just have another bowl of ice cream it's okay so actually I I think that I've got past a period of time on my period that I should be craving sweet stuff but actually it's just after and it's two days after my period that I crave really crazy stuff and then now I'm in this period now where I'm like, on fire I'm like feeling ready to train yeah. again and it's all bouncing around so um yeah crazy well, stuff I, but... I've got a fries chocolate cream which <sighs> is like a throwback from the like night. the old like the proper blue oh, well, yeah, like the, the original, blue yeah. the original I love him yeah I couldn't have like mum bought me you know Claire will probably say because I'm the baby of the family so my mum usually when I see her once a week she'll get the kids some sweets and stuff and if I'm lucky she'll slip me in a little chocolate cream in there as well um once a week so that's in my fridge so I'm sitting there thinking right come on that's like what 300 calories or something is it is it I don't know actually go and have a look quick 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 go and check 
because I'm really keen to know what that is. I don't think it may be much. It would probably be maybe about, I think, yeah, maybe maybe about 220, I think, maybe something like that. That's what I think. Right. It says, right, bearing in mind, these are 49 grams. So, yeah, it's 414 calories per 100 grams. So we're looking at about 200 calories. Yeah, I thought 220. Yeah. So that is definitely... Well, that's a, that's a fact. I mean, effectively, you could eat a whole meal, like a substantial meal yeah. for 300 calories. That's yeah. concerning. So it's the fat I, content, isn't it? Yeah, so I leave that. But I actually, I saw mum yesterday. Yep. I went three mile walk with mum. Wow. And the funniest, oh my goodness. I said, do you want to, I said, we're going to, I'm taking the kids to the woods. Yep. And she said, oh, welcome. And I said, oh, okay, you know. And she's always up for this sort of stuff. We parked and we walked for ages. And bearing in mind, I've got my look in like Lara Croft, as I like to think it. <laughs> no, I've got my shorts and my walking boots on and I am ready to go. And we walk all the way around. We see these people because we're looking for the lakes. We see these people. We ask the directions. Mum asking one. You're partner, looking for the lakes. Where are you? Uh, Balkan. Okay. So there's a lake there. So we were, mum asked one of the partners and I asked this other lady, this, the partner of her, him. And we were both getting separate directions. But we kind of decided, I said, we're going straight out. I know where we're going. We walked all the way around. We must have walked about a mile and a half, two miles. And they said, you'll get there in about an hour and a half. And perfect. We literally came up and Charlie went, this is exactly the place where we met those people. I said, no, it's a completely different place. It's a complete, and, my, and then Lily went, no, it is the same. I remember that fence. And what I've done is I've taken everyone round on an hour and a half walk around the woods to just come back to the same spot where we asked directions to find the lake. <laughs> and we didn't actually find the lake. You didn't and find the lake? Oh my God. We didn't find the lakes. And the embarrassing thing was, is the same couple had done their walk and had literally met us again at the same point. <laughs> and we were like, oh my goodness. I said, uh, hi. I think we got lost. Yeah, uh, sorry. We decided to change our minds. And <laughs> like, it was no longer lake on the agenda. I know. Mm. It was literally like, yeah, I think you did. And then they tried to give us directions again. And that led us back to where we'd already been. They said the lake is literally there. And by the end of it, it was... I mean, it, I feel like it must be a really small lake. Well, <laughs> they Because normally I feel like you could see I, a lake. From well, a distance, what? Hayley, so I don't know what I you're, seeing, you're water, looking but I for. I thought, forget it. Um, so we went back the way we came, and I said, look, we'll find the lake next time. And I thought, because it was almost six o'clock. Luckily, the kids had a big lunch, so we weren't really worried about dinner. But it was so nice, so hot, but we didn't find the lakes because we were just searching around. But we had a good, we had a good time. No, that we sounds good. good. <laughs> well, that, it was really, it was really hot. Yes, I'm starting to w wake. I wake up in the morning now at five thirty with little Tana, and we go for a walk. Um, so she wakes up at five thirty six. I then get up at six, and then I go for a walk for an hour because I've worked out that you can probably get about seven thousand steps in within an hour walk, which is kind of what I want to get out at the beginning of the day. And my focus is at least I'm out. Well, if I've walked for at least two hours a day, then I've hit my set my ten thousand or more steps which actually does make a massive difference in my training and uh, mm. like everything. And um, that's really cool. So I'm really enjoying that hour walk. I listen to podcasts and chill out and it's actually a really good add-on. Um, I don't know whether I would enjoy doing it in the winter. So <laughs> it's just a summer thing for now. Yeah. But it's so well, nice you know and hot. They say, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. That's, that is... That is true, so but there's nothing worse time. than being really hot <laughs> when you've got a baby on you, attached to you. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Well, right. So, well, it sounds like I think it's going to be a good week anyway, because um, obviously all these, the new things, everyone's a bit more pumped with the changes in the um, freedom for us all slightly, potentially, although gyms are still not yeah. open, which I really don't understand because I really feel like that's promoting healthy lifestyle so yeah. i don't really know how opening a pub is better than opening a gym no i'm i'm not 100 percent 
sure because surely they can limit the amount of people in gyms you know they can still do and most yeah is two meters apart anyway isn't it you're not on top of each other are you no but i don't I think don't anyone's know. on top I of each other in just gym. general life in just in general life before corona i didn't walk around on top of people <laughs> i no, didn't lick anyone's no. faces or physically no, well, that or get them. that's what i've learned yeah that's it anything's frowned upon actually right. people have such high opinions of everything and um they just um i think when you get to the point where you want to tell another adult what to do um like really passionately and it's not coming from a very good place then i think you really need to look within yourself um but yeah but otherwise this week looks amazing and the weather is so nice that um i just find myself out and about and just doing stuff and just being a bit more proactive there's something about the sun that brings it in mm. brings it in doesn't it to your to your head you just want to yeah. go right what are we doing what's happening yeah i want to be outside i want to be doing things so what are we talking about this week Hayley? right well this is i really have an interest in this subject and it came up and i said to claire oh I'm thinking about doing this. And she had actually stumbled across the same thing as well. So that just shows how in sync we are. Oh, this is the attachment, isn't it? This is the attachment. Yeah. I was looking into it. How funny is that? It is funny because I did it at... Weirdly. When I worked in childcare, we had to obviously go through all of the attachment theory. So I've always had an interest in it. And I thought, I'll bring it up again here. And Claire was like, oh, yeah, I came across an attachment theory thing. So I thought we would go with that. I think so it's I'm, a good idea. Yes, perfect. I think right. a lot of attachment um, issues are around in everybody and a mix of everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah go for it. It's interesting to find out what, how much our um, attachment with our caregivers in infancy can um, impact us as adults. Yeah. So... so so right. go yeah you're the you've got the floor go, I've got go I'm trying um right first uh this was first developed by a uh guy called john bowlby and he was trying to understand the uh distress that was experienced by infants when they were separated by their caregivers mm. um so he started it but his colleague mary ainsworth um, did a study called The Strange Situation. And this was where she had 26 infants in a, she observed 26 infants. And what happened was, is that the infants were put in a room, their caregiver or their parent left the room mm -hmm. and then they returned. So they- Was this like for uh, a period of time? Like, Well, I'm not exactly sure of how long, but the main point was is they want to see what the child how the child reacted when the parent left and how the child reacted when the parent came in mm. and she did this with 26 children and what she discovered is that they fell into at this point when she did it was three different um, attachment styles but later on there was a, another one that was added so the one she, the three that she found out at this particular time was that the children uh, about 60% was secure. And that's a good, it, that's a good, like, percentage. Yeah. That's 60%. So that 60% were deemed secure attachment. So they cried when the parent left. And when they, the parent came back in, the child actively um, would seek out their parent and get soothed. About 20% would be uh, anxious. Yep. And that would be extremely upset when the parent left. And then when the parent came in, the child was got themselves in such a state that... This it, is the anxious were, one. The anxious. This is the anxious okay. one. So they were very difficult to soothe. And in fact, the child would actually push away from the parent as if they were punishing them for leaving. So oh, they would right. give them this push away. I want comfort, but I want to be, I want to push it away as well. And then the next one, and that was also about 20%, was avoidance. And that was when the child was not distressed when the parent left the room. So they didn't show any signs. And when the parent came in, they would do something called avoidance, where 
they wouldn't even acknowledge the parent. They'd go and play with a toy or they would do something. That's funny. I've seen a lot of kids do that avoidance one. More so than the, I mean, maybe more like anxious one is, I've seen a lot of kids get like that. But definitely the avoidance one. I think kids, I find... You know, where they look across the room on the side angle and they'll just look and they'll go, you know, are they looking at me? And yeah. it's the same thing as when a parent, you see a parent running across like a field or something. I saw one the other day. She was, there was a little tiny lake in the park near us. And I mean, fair enough. Yeah, she had to chase it, but she was chasing <laughs> around. I swear to God, this, 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 this young girl was having the best time ever because she was literally running around this lake and the mum was running as fast as she could. Oh, and this no. kid was laughing her head off and just, literally like legging it running um mm. and i think not that that's an avoidance um slightly different that's a bit more humor and whatever else but the children they know when they're in control and um they i think i find that with children that display that sort of avoidance one is maybe where they 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 really do know their parents it's almost as though the parents is anxious so there is mm. it's like they display avoidance because their parent is displaying anxiousness yeah. maybe i don't know that's, no but that's actually an interesting point because that is what they say later on with more research oh they wow if you have an attachment and um, a style you are likely to pass that on to your child because mm -hmm. you're going to be parenting them in that attachment style so it's likely that they will develop it so that's quite interesting and again i don't know how things because you said you you may have seen that avoidant for quite um quite a few times so this was obviously years and years and years ago so it'd be interesting to see but obviously you couldn't really do experiment like that i don't know how ethical that would be leaving children well i just think it's quite obvious i mean you can go to a play group i mean you know yeah, yeah. and and i've noticed before you know gone to a play group with you know my, you know my granddaughter and 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 at that you know a younger um sort of toddler age and then go to say you know my new you know new one Tana's age and you can see the parents that are really involved so much so that there's a lot of control that they have over the child where you can then see where a child is avoiding them so that maybe they've got a little bit more control so it's it kind of seems to mirror with the child but in a it manifests in a slightly different way i yeah, don't know no, rather no, than a child trying to control everyone else if the parent is quite controlling it seems that the child avoids the parent and then just has you know and that's their control yeah that's that's right so they can use those same techniques that they see the parent using and then they can use them themselves actually on the parent so there's angst, so it was 20% anxious and then avoidance. And that was yeah. two. Is there a third? Right. Oh, so, that, so that was um, when she first did this experiment, that was, there was only three different styles that she recognized. But later on, um, it was, there was added another one called disorganized. And that's anxious and avoidant kind of at the same time. Yeah. I think they did that more in, adult so that would be a bit later on okay but, so if you were looking at it in adult relationships so this is how the attachment style when you get older how can affect and um, how it can impact your relationships so if you were in a secure relationship you wouldn't be very anxious you would be comfortable with intimacy you're not worried about rejection if someone if someone breaks up with you yes you might be upset but you can move move on quite easily yeah and then you've got uh, avoidant who is uncomfortable with closeness and they want their they want their freedom and their independence so it's very much i can do this by myself i don't need no man or no woman and <laughs> difficulty trusting others and depending on others so they feel like kind of like an island i also um, see like me just reading something here that yeah. they also um it's funny because reading this actually makes me realise that maybe there's some people that I know. They shut down at signs of conflict. Um, mm -hmm. They find it very, like, nearly impossible to actually ask for help. Um, yeah. And they, they value their own time and their own space, like, territorially. Yeah, yeah. so you've got, like... Um, I don't think that's me. Takes charge. The avoidant usually 
is pretty good at giving direction. Right, come on. They're not emotional. They can detach themselves quite quickly with things like that. Mm. And they don't, yeah, so emotionally distant. And then you've got anxious and they crave the closeness and the intimacy. <gasps> I think that's me. <laughs> Just re- just reading some of the bits here. So I've like I've just picked up a thing here, and it says, "Afraid you're like some like say for instance, action, uh, you know they might think that um, it's 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 my job to make other people feel better. Mm. I don't like being alone, um, although I actually don't mind being alone. Um, no, when you were younger, though, I don't yeah, think that's true. Being alone, so don't think of it as just now, because mm. I think like anything, you can not unlearn things but if you're aware of your attachment style then you can work on those areas but I think you were definitely like that when you were younger and then here another one I'm too much when they find out they'll leave that's that's definitely me um and then I need your reassurance that we're okay are we okay are we okay yeah Yeah, that's definitely me so that requires uh, but I actually have become way more aware of these particular points um in me and um I, I can't get away, don't think, from myself actually reading this here, anxious attachment. I can't stop it from happening. I can yeah. just be aware of it there. Mm. It, I mean, it's never going to go away, is it? Because I developed this earlier. Or, pe- or what? Yeah, Do people develop it, it just in kids? Well, I think this is where the, um, this is study. Where the studies came from, is in infants. And they were trying to see the connection between infant and adult. And it seems to be pretty relevant. If you, I think anyone can put themselves into any category. And plus, you can have a mixture of styles. So you could be a bit avoidant. You could be a bit yeah. anxious. But you could be a mixture of those as well. So you don't have to force yourself to be in a box. Are you one? Well, have you it, well again, this depends. Are you just secure? I don't think you're just secure. Huh? I don't think you're just secure. I don't think you're secure. I don't think any of us kids are secure. I think I'm actually probably more, I'm secure, but avoidant. Right. Well, so I don't, I don't really worry about rejection. I'm pretty, I'm kind of comfortable with intimacy. I think you're a bit like, and that's why maybe you and Rob get on, because I think you and Rob are very, like, I think you'd you know, display signs of avoidant attachment. Yeah, I think more avoidant if definitely if something is uncomfortable, I will go, yeah, I, I can just switch yeah. myself off. I can emotionally detach, switch myself off, and that can frustrate my husband. Because yeah. he's like, why don't you talk to me? But in my head, I'm saying a lot of stuff, but no words are coming out. It's like my brain goes, no, yeah. if you just avoid eye contact, he will go away. I kind of treat that like an animal. <laughs> I think it's when I read it, like the signs of avoidant attachment, I kind of feel I have to keep reading it because I don't know whether the avoidant attachment like sits with me like well, like just saying it like that avoidant attachment. I have to say the pieces underneath it, such as, you know, when you say shut down or don't speak or, you know, I don't like conflict, just where you're actually continually avoiding things that you've like you, like so you that I think you're right in the thing that you're probably secure as well because you're so secure that you ha- that you can be so confident with your avoidance if you know what I mean yes again yes, another that's, mix so that's interesting because I look at me in my relationship and I think I'm pretty secure I think I'm really secure mm. um, but actually when I look into it it's probably that element of avoidance which helps that as well because I'm one of these people that thinks if people are going to cheat they're going to cheat yeah I'm not going to be able to stop them and if you want to cheat you will find the time to cheat so there is actually no point in trying to follow someone or get on their case I don't have or trying to make them love you anymore so that they don't do something that hurts you yeah I don't really I don't do that but then that might be the avoidance element coming in where I go, everyone is separate. responsible for, yeah. Yeah, everyone is their own individual person. We're all here. If we link up, that's great. If we need to go our own ways, that's fine too. So I'm a bit yeah. like that. So it's probably avoidance secure as well. Yeah, I think you're definitely, because I don't feel any kind of secure, like people, but people that know that, have met, that, met, that meet me straight away would go, 
wow, you're so confident, you're so secure. But in if I was looking at any of the attachment series, sort of like like pieces, yeah. I'm I'm not, and I know that I'm not those things. But I don't think that's I don't think that's different from just people in general. I don't think I'm putting myself in a box and saying, well, this is it. I think most people have. Um, uh, feelings around attachment and you know it could be an addiction that's an attachment yeah. moment, or it could be a person that they were that they were focused on or mentor or like parents or things like that that always provided you know then once they lose yeah. them uh, friends and things like that so it's not necessarily people just putting themselves in boxes because I think we've all felt these things but it is actually really interesting to um, at least outline it enough Mm. that you can recognize it because that's I mean that's why we're doing these like podcasts right so that we can just talk frankly about things that happen to everybody and they're not labeling you and going oh right you've got that now that's what you're stuck with it's just about going "Mm, well I think I'm a bit of that and I'm a bit of that and it's interesting that I read that because that resonates with me and now I might think about that before I do something like that again or I might be aware of it or I might explain to someone else that I have these yeah. issues before. Yeah. So yeah. before, exactly. just to let you know, I'm avoiding you. A bit more self-aware where you can look into these things and think, yeah, actually, I am a bit like that. But there are times when I think sometimes people look at themselves and they don't see these things. So also look back at past relationships or your interactions with people have people said a certain thing over and over and over again because sometimes not that you should listen to everything people say but if someone is saying the same thing or lots of different people are saying the same thing maybe take note and think actually am I displaying that I think especially if it affects um your happiness Mm. I think I wouldn't want I hate the idea of listening continually to um people saying that you're you can't do something and then agreeing that you can't do it because oh most people have said it now so it must be right because i don't agree with that like in that sense because i have i believe that i've been um i feel i believe i looking back and with you know our history and us together i don't necessarily think I mean, we didn't have a lot of males in our upbringing we didn't have a lot of um secure individuals on their own merit um and so i think because of that all the adults around us were quite insecure and probably displaying quite a a mix of attachment issues and um none of them were secure um i don't actually really know one adult in our like in our circle Haley, that Mm. is that is a secure i just don't know and the fact that in my well, yeah, as a children, I'm just trying to think of one adult that was a secure. And um, I can't. And I think the fact that we've actually pausing and trying and looking into the sky mm-hmm. would suggest that. I'm <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, what I'm also interested in is that we've got, we've had, I, that we've been brought up the same. Well, kind of, because I, I also believe that every child is brought up differently, even if you're in the same family because the parents are in different frames of mind but we're in the same family we've been brought up but yet we've come out with basically two different attachment styles yeah so that says to me even on our mini research here of two people that (laughs) you can actually be different as well just because you've had the same upbringing as someone it doesn't mean suddenly that's it that's your that's your road now yeah it's so it's so different it just shows how individual people are yeah I think that's that's right because I think and but I just um yeah I just that I think that um when you're thinking about secure attachment or you know other these the other things here and how it can manifest into being as an adult without realizing it so when you mentioned some people don't realize it at all yeah at all um that's I think that's really detrimental because I think that everybody every single person should be able to look inside themselves a bit and say something like, um, <clears throat> what's, what's the best quality? Am I always being kind? Am I being this? You know, why did I react to that? Like, I think the first podcast we spoke about, Hayley, you were talking about you were angry with milk. 
and like you would just get really angry because there wasn't any milk available people feel like i've got actually a problem with milk in in like well you did used to be quite specific with your weetabix in the morning i I mean it was it had to be for my cereal so it's not as milk in general like i'd see in the shops and automatically have rage i would be If it's not there in the fridge in the morning, I would get mm. angry about that. I remember you used to get quite stressed from that. And, and you, you had to be very specific about everything had to be the same. Like your Weetabix had to be in like lines. It was four Weetabixes that were squashed together. That you knew exactly what yeah. amount of milk worked for you. And, and that was it. That was your secure zone because you could manage that. And that was it. Yeah. And if it was out of sync, it, it really wobbled. It was like you're on the edge of a cliff each yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't and, like anything yeah. being slightly off kilter. I look at it now and I probably think I did have some signs of OCD <laughs> when I was young. I was very strange with, not strange, I just, it made me feel secure about certain things. If there was one drink that was slightly lower than the ne- uh, next one, I would always give the lower one to myself because I'd be like, I need to give the best to other people all the time. Yeah, I was a bit it's, like that. It's interesting how you look back. And luckily, I was quite aware that I felt like things were taking over. So you can, I tried to nip it in the bud. But it's actually quite difficult. So if you worked with anyone with the attachment, like rather than just us two talking about our serious attachment issues, what have you come across anybody in your work that has displays a significant amount of one or the other? Well, that's interesting. I do have um, a few uh, various different people and one particular doesn't have, did not have very stable parents at all. And so interesting to see where they would become because she had quite a turbulent upbringing. And, but she is so lovely. Like there's no there's anger towards her parents, but she's turned out to be very loving towards animals. And, and it's interesting because she had such a bad upbringing. You wonder how this happened. Well, I think that there must have been someone around. Well, actually, there must have been. Her, her nan was there. Right. So there was that close attachment. So that's probably right that there was someone that offered her the, that secure attachment. But mm. otherwise, it, you know, she hasn't been in a relationship and maybe it's that anxious avoidance, mm. you know? I think it's good. So you've got anxious, avoidance, disorganised and secure. Yeah. Well, so what? So we spoke about anxious and avoidance and yeah. obviously so, secure. What? So what does disorganised mean? Disorganised is usually, um, that's more extreme, but it's like memories of prior traumas. You're unable to regulate your emotions. You can disassociate yourself to avoid pain, a lack of empathy. My no God, regard. it sounds like a psychopath. I don't know if I want to oh, meet a disorganized is, one. Right. It's um, like narcissistic. Okay. But sometimes people end up in that style, but usually they're attached to one of the others. Right, so okay. Then, so it's not a standalone one. It's not a standalone, really. They can be attached to something else. And that one was added a lot later. However, if you were a disorganized, mm. if you were displaying disorganized, I would, I would think it would probably be quite difficult to not suddenly be a disorganized attachment patient or. Yeah, I think that would probably be quite, a diff- because that is ingrained. Like Yeah, trauma, that um, is trauma, isn't it? That's, that's heavy trauma. There's a lot of things that you would need to work on. That would take a lot of work to potentially unlearn that, even if you ever could. There's a lot of areas there. Yeah, I think, I think, well, think about it now. I think, you know, can I have been this? Have I, but yeah, I've probably been maybe a bit of salt and pepper of, of all of those, including disorganized, which is a bit scary. But more so when I was younger, I should imagine you wanting to have attention, um, wanting to be heard, and, and so then creating heavy dramatized environments yeah, well, and angers inside myself that's what i've got here on the anxious one is connecting through conflict which oh, i right. think is quite interesting because especially when you were younger you did create a lot of drama and mm. that is a way of connecting isn't it so i think it was i always found 
Well, I always found that when I was younger, I was so passionate about my abilities. So I really liked doing stuff. And I really liked it when someone said to me, so we now go to words of affirmation. When someone said to me, that's really great. Well done. You're great. You're doing okay. Keep going. I really needed that. I really needed that kind of regular words. It could have just been from anyone, but ultimately it would have been nice from an adult. Um, And I don't, and I think that when you don't get that, you, the passion then what turns into disruptiveness because I found that I had to make myself noisier um, to get this across. You needed your needs met. Yeah. So it got, it got noisier for me. So I had to be noisier and, and I had to make things more um, aware for others. It wasn't just a case of, Oh, can you look at this? How is this good? Um, it was, um, well, if I um, scream or shout or throw something across the, you know, or, or break something, someone's going to come up and give me some yeah. attention. Yeah. And uh, obviously I don't do that now as an adult. I don't throw things or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, and I'm quite self, I think in my early 20s, I realized that there was a lot of things um, that weren't quite right. But it's only taken me in the last sort of seven years where actually me and you, Hayley, have actually had more conversations openly mm. about our feelings. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's really helped um, a lot. Is um, Because I, I think that my memories are different to yours as well. Yeah, I remember things yeah. not the same as, say, maybe you do. No. Well, I don't... Well, the thing is, everyone's going to have different uh, different perspectives. But that's it as well, isn't it? So you I could live for a long... Being, like, off the wall and thinking... Like, I remember in my head, I always seem to be calm and collected. Do you know what I mean? I just But yet you just explained that earlier on that you weren't in your head, you were Oh I know, I wasn't like in this. my head, but I would be quite good at taking things in where I just saw you as like a tornado. You just used to you know, shout you would just go If everything was too much, it would be there straight away. It had to come out. Yeah, where I could just go, right, you're feeling that, swallow it yeah. and move on. Yeah. I think it's um it's so interesting, um, but I think definitely talking about it has helped, mm. and definitely being okay with it, um, because yeah. you can riddle yourself with a lot of guilt and blame and pain from things that that are this. But ultimately, I think a lot of people I've met have or display some of these things, and I think that's why I've been so intuitive to people is because I can see such small elements of them. And um, it's not that I feel sorry for them or anything like that. I'm much more sympathetic um, to people that may display some of these signs earlier on. Um, And I would be aware of that. So if I was talking to someone, you could see they were visibly nervous or they weren't sure. I would try and assist. I could see that quite quickly in someone's body language. So I'm quite, um, I guess, learned in the body language aspect of things of how but then that comes from me wanting other people to feel secure and happy yeah to make yeah. myself feel happy exactly. we could just go around in circles i know <clears throat> that is it that is it so um so that was just what we wanted to talk about today wasn't it just attachment some of the attachment pieces that are there so i'm sure there's going to be lots of different people that might resonate with different ones so it's anxious yeah. avoidance disorganized and secure and i think that what Hayley said isn't it you that that most people just seem to display one or the other or probably most likely a mix of the, of, of two potentially yeah. three yeah um and if you're disorganized you just need to go and seek some help no don't we? <laughs> no um <laughs> I, think, I think it's always good to seek any help yeah that's <laughs> at true. any time definitely you know I'm always a promoter of talking about your feelings and everything like that but yeah be more aware and how you can move forward or learn from it so this kind of moves on to our weekly piece of is there anything has anything happened that has resonated or left with us that we want to share has anything happened to you well i well something did happen because i saw our dad it seems like i've been seeing the parents oh good so i can just use this one for me as well (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I did have a long list, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely use this one. Well, it's, well, it's only because when I spoke to my dad on Friday, he came over um, and we were chatting and he was in a really reflective mood. And our dad is not, he, I, I feel like he's got better over the last few years of being a bit more open about how he's feeling and maybe mm. regretting things. Yeah. He was talking about his regrets, actually. He was talking about past loves and actually his own insecurities, which is quite interesting that we were talking about attachment theory. Mm. Because he was saying even at a young age, he felt quite insecure. If, and my dad, you know, was a handsome man. He's a handsome man now. But he was handsome when he was younger. And he always felt that if girls were interested in him, they couldn't be interested in him. They must be interested in somebody else. Like, he was quite insecure with things like that. Which mm. I, And he took that as I, he'd had a, a few missed opportunities with things because he always felt that people were looking at the other person. He was insecure in himself. And then he said something. And I said... I said to him, are you feeling quite reflective at the moment? And he said, well, I suppose I am, but I'm 83. And he said, once you get to this age, the past is all you've got. Mm. And I sat there for a minute. I was thinking, oh, you know, he's still got, you know, a while ahead. He's not, I know he's old, but he's not. And I thought to myself, well, actually, I suppose you're limited. Once you get to that age, you're limited to stuff that you can do. Like you, you can go out and do stuff, but majority of your life has happened. So you're looking back on everything you've done. And if you don't take those opportunities or you don't, once you do get to that age and you're looking back, what kind of story are you leaving? It, it made me feel like... Oh, are, are you living your life to the, yeah, to the fullest? You, yeah, because when you get older... I was thinking if I'm in a nursing home or whatever, in my mind, I can go back to when I was 12, 15, 18, and I can relive those little moments. And they might, and for a few moments, I'm probably that age again. I can maybe bring up those feelings of being in love or having a crush or doing something else exciting. Mm. But if you're always full of regrets or you haven't done certain things, once you get older and you're looking back, I just made me think what kind of story I was well I think that's right because I think you can I mean this but this is where our generation I think will change a lot because we're encouraged to talk regularly so we're encouraged to be reflective regularly and I think years ago that wasn't something they were able to do you can just sit and reflect on your week you know oh my god so I don't think it's necessarily the done thing especially for men maybe yeah um and so you are left with that reflective time only at 82. And I think, like I say, it is a generation thing as well. I, um, I think that's, I think it's, I think it is a bit sad to feel that way and look back and be, and suddenly have the knowledge at 82, mm. physically and mentally that in fact, um, you had it then you had the stuff then but you had the healthy body you had the movement you had the brain you had the the um life i guess and then to suddenly feel that way that must be really hard um but i think dad has said to me a couple of times you know i know i wasn't that great now i don't want to like put put out you know i don't want to put out that he wasn't like he he you know, it's not as if he was a violent or angry and nothing like that. It wasn't anything like that. He was just a dad that lived in a very simplistic world of what a, a dad and what a man is. And his view or viewpoint was, and he said it, he said it a few times to you as well, Hayley, is I always thought that children were meant just to be quiet and not heard. You know, children should be seen and not heard. And it was only when you had your Charlie, where he said to me once, it was just so weird. I, I, I had him for a couple of hours and he was, I think maybe three or four at the time. I had, a, I had him for a couple of hours and he was just so nice. We just chatted. We had a really nice conversation. Yeah. And you see, it was the first time I realized that actually kids are just little people. They're just and not fully grown. have a proper conversation with them. He always, yeah. You shouldn't really speak, but actually they've got 
a lot of things to say and actually yeah. quite nice look at things and unbiased well. things mm. and um and they're seeing everything new without a an mm. opinion on everything yeah. you know they can smell something and think wow that's a wonderful smell and we just go oh we know what that smells like we don't need to smell it or and yeah. and i just think they have that new and i think with with dad i think he's being very reflective because i think there was big chunks and it must be sad to feel that your people your people around you your adults your weren't showing you how to um be okay with yourself like yeah. be okay and feel how you want but yeah dad's mentioned that about to me about you know um just people in general and not having confidence um but yeah it must be challenging to that but i think that's true to say Haley, that i think that okay so in your short you're kind of saying what resonated with you is what he said is about <clears throat> if you don't reflect and live your life to the fullest and learn from your mistakes and keep yourself challenged yeah every day then the time where you have lots of things that drop off your movement your ability to go and do things your mind as it starts to slow down the window of opportunity to do those things is smaller yeah and the only thing that you've got to look back on are the only things you've got are your memories and things like that so yeah if you live quite a restrictive life in your mind so you might have yeah. loads of money you might have you might just be the most amazing successful business person but you may have restricted your family life and that you know obviously we know that you yeah. can't kind of you're not gonna do it all like i know that i'm probably if when i'm older there's gonna be things that i look back on thinking oh man, you should have just done that or you should have done... So everyone's going to have those moments. But it did make me think, wow, what what do I... When I look back at my life and there's sad moments and happy moments, I'm, I want to be able to look back at them and I don't want the majority of it to be sad or missed opportunities because it seems mm. the saddest thing is regret. And usually regret comes from things that you haven't done. Yeah. And that seems to sit with people more, isn't it? Because even if someone does something and they go, oh, I shouldn't have done that, at least they've tried it. And there's that kind, uh, there's that mm. comfort in, well, at least I tried it. Whereas there is a massive comfort in doing something that you thought you wanted to do, then doing it, like exhausting it, yeah. and then going, God, I actually really don't like it. I actually really don't like it. It's like going clubbing with all your friends because everybody likes clubbing or everyone's supposed to do in clubbing. And then you keep going and then you're like, oh, God, I don't know if I like clubbing. You know, I don't know, I don't know if I like raves. Yeah. I might, I think I just prefer festivals or I might just, it's just about yeah. coming to those sort of realizations that you don't. Um, and, yeah, and just like, I know definitely when it came to, I used to have a lot of crushes on people and I used to sit and pine over people. But actually, it got to a point where I'd go up to them and go, right. Uh, do you fancy me or what? Because <laughs> I, in the, and then they'd go, no, no. I'm that ten. no, I don't. <laughs> so I'd go, right, okay, well, I don't. So I would get to a point where I would just say it, where for months they would consume me, like, oh, you know, I imagine this knight in shining armour. But And then they go, no, I don't want to be with you, but I like you as a mate. And they'd go, yeah, that's it, story of my life, always the friend. But... But it, things like that, I don't regret doing because I always, right, that's it. I can move yeah. on. Yeah, Where exactly. I, it's allowed, but I yeah, I guess. It, there's a what if there. Yeah, that's true. I think that's constantly, yeah, that's right. I think that's right. You can sit there and say what if all the time, but I think you just got to be a bit more forward thinking and forward, you know, get what you need from that bit. Yeah, and you were in that right frame of mind to take that rejection. Whereas I think if you had kept it like lots of people do and think well I'm not going to say anything so I might get rejected then that just keeps toppling and toppling whereas you know you going pining over this person then that you're saying oh for god's sake you know do you fancy me or not and they go no and you go okay fine book closed off you go done not yeah. hanging around in my head thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the moment that goes back to the attachment theories with the avoidance and like can take charge and be non-emotional like I get to mm. a point where I can go right because I rarely got upset about boys because I'd get to a point where I'd go, right, they're obviously not interested. I'm going to find out for sure. And then I move on. So I'd already kind of attach myself in my head to a certain point. Mm. Whereas I was the other way. I would make it very obvious that I liked oh them the whole God. way time. And 
and I would just I've keep going. There. I was, I would I've not stop. <laughs> I would not stop. I would just I keep know. going. I'd be like, well, come on, you know, hey, what well, we can do this, we can do this. This is an option. This is how, and uh, yeah, so yeah. you would strive to try and make it work. Mm. Funny. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Right. Okay. So the next bit is um, well, as we come into an end, because um, you know we're hitting, I think, nearly the hour mark. Um, oh I know. Nice chat. Um, is um, just a takeaway piece, you know, for, for 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 people to sort of do or think about as they move on with their week. I'm going to jump into this one because I don't use stealing anything like you. Did no, last. I know. I was a little bit of a stealer. Yeah. But. Um, well, I was going to say about the attachment theories and just think, whereabouts do you think you fit? What style do you think? Or are there different times in your life when you think, actually, I've been that style, but actually I've moved on and I'm in this style now? Bear so in mind that everybody that. will probably have some bit of attachment, um, something, um, stage or feeling mm. in your, it's not oh no, that's not me. I don't have any attachment problems. You probably do. Like, I don't know anyone that wouldn't. I don't know anyone yeah, that I would speak to I've now that would go, I don't. Secure. No. And it's okay to be a mixture of the two, but it's what I, what I would like the aim from it to be is that building up of self-awareness so you can go, actually, yeah, I do do that. Hmm. How has that really mm. affected my relationship? Just a bit more self-awareness can go a long way. And also, I think maybe just looking at other people around you and seeing your mentors and people that have been a very support. Like, if, if someone said, "Who's your number one? Who's your who would you 100% trust? Or who would you like?" For me, it would be Gary. You know, a very good friend of mine. Okay. Who's you know, he's almost like an uncle. Very, very nice. Good. Him and his wife. I feel like they are. I don't feel I get anything bad off them, or I don't feel I get any. Um, like lies or pretendness. It's just real. Yeah. And so I feel from them, I, that's how I feel, that they're, they're secure. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're 100% secure. But maybe just have a look around. That's a good point. And just look around people as well and see who, it, your, who has been your secures, I guess. Yeah. Who's given that's you your bit of secure? Um, yeah. But okay, well, until next week, we'll just move on. <laughs> no, I'm just going to go and just gonna go and get a coffee. What are you doing next? Um, I actually don't know. I think, well, I think I need to do some college work. So I okay. will get my head down and do some Lovely. Work. Get Good. Yeah, brilliant. And um, well, I look forward to another chat next week, Hayley. And we'll talk yes. about something more exciting about exactly. personal issues and drama. I've already got some things. Lovely. Come up from this. Speak to you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the glass elevator podcast we really appreciate support and don't forget to follow share and subscribe it really helps